This episode is brought to you by Columbia Sportswear. It's snowing again, and that wind chill is killer. But you're not worried about that because you shop the Omni Heat Infinity Collection. It's warmth perfected with tiny gold dots that reflect your body heat inside and protect you from the cold outside. No snow or chilly temps can stop you now. Go out anyway. Shop the Omni Heat Infinity Collection now at Columbia.com slash infinity. Instacart helps you get beer and wine delivered in as fast as an hour. So whether you need to fill the cooler for tailgate season or fill your glass for Pinot by the fire season, you can save time by getting fall sips delivered in just a few clicks. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Must be 21 or over for alcohol delivery where available. Instacart. Add life to cart. Good Sharks territory. Welcome to the February 13th edition, the Super Sunday edition of the Shark City Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron James. It's been a minute since we all got together to talk some Sharks hockey. We've been enjoying the All-Star break, I'll admit it. I've been enjoying the um, you know, the uh, off time from having to do these uh, live broadcast streams. Not that I don't like them, I'm just letting you know, you know I've been enjoying the break. It's a long 82-game season, uh, keeping... You know, some um, getting my hands free from some of the graphic designs as well. But uh, nonetheless, here we are. We got a good show. We're going to catch you up for where the Sharks have been up to uh, since the All-Star break. So we'll go into Timo Meyer's performance at the NHL All-Star competition and the All-Star game. Uh, we have some interesting updates and comments by assistant and acting general manager of the Sharks, Joe Will. We'll also go into how Hurdle feels about a potential contract extension with the Sharks. And, of course, we're going to talk about tomorrow's Valentine's Day game and return of the fan favorite, Evander Kane. So uh, let's get started. Uh, we'll start with Timo Meyer, NHL All-Star competition, his first time ever being in the All-Star game representing the Sounds of Sharks. Uh, quite the performance from Timo. It was Timo time, pretty much. Uh, we'll start off with one of the more um, kind of unrelated hockey events that went down. So for those of you who missed out, Timo Meyer drove a military grade tank over a car, crushing it. I mean, it was was quite the visual, uh, but as a Sharks fan, it was kind of concerning seeing that the color, the paint of the car was teal. I don't know. I mean, obviously it's in Vegas, so maybe that was intended, but nonetheless, it was quite the performance from Timo Meyer, quite the, um, 
you know, quite the all-star appearance. He had a 100.1 mile per hour slap shot. So if you didn't know, Timo Meyer can blast it. That's pretty awesome. He didn't win the competition. He actually finished fourth overall. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning's defenseman Victor Hedman took it with a 103.2 mile per hour slap shot. And in the NHL All-Star game, Timo Meyer scored uh, two minutes and 27 seconds into the first 10 minute half. And he also had an assist on a goal just um, four minutes into the second half. Uh, nonetheless, though, the Pacific Division lost that first semifinal round. But it was overall a great experience. It was pretty um, nostalgic for some of us Sharks fans seeing Meyer with the Pacific Division, excuse me, with one of the captains, uh, Joe Pavelski, ex-Sharks captain as well. And, uh, you know, that was that was pretty chill. You know, it was. I felt like Timo Meyer did a good job representing the Sharks. Obviously, the last Shark to go to an All-Star game was Tomas Hurdle when he subbed in for injured Logan Couture. And... You know, he had himself quite the performance uh, wearing the Justin Bieber mask to score on Bennington from St. Louis and then, you know, putting up a clinic in terms of scoring goals. But um, speaking of Hurdle, we'll jump into his uh, comments on potentially seeing the San Jose in just a minute. Uh, assistant and acting general manager Joe Will came through with some good news with updates on general manager Doug Wilson. Doug Wilson hasn't been a part of hockey operations for for quite a while now, and we haven't heard anything about necessarily how he's doing, if his health has been improving, if perhaps, you know, um, he may make a return this season or at all. You know, the guy's quite accomplished. Um, he was inducted into the NHL Hall of Fame for his career as a player. And, um, you know, we haven't seen him, but we're wishing him all the well. From my understanding, Doug Wilson does have a home out in Arizona. And from what Joe Will is saying is that he's at home with family and he's recovering. You know, he's still going to be kind of uh, day by day. And uh, Joe Will will be acting in uh, as a GM in, in his absence. So with that being said, of course, um, he was asked about Bob Bugner, right? <sighs> That's like an up and down, a hot and cold topic for Sharks fans. Uh, most of us, if I could speak for everybody, which I won't do because it's kind of you know foolish to do that, but... I would say that most Sharks fans, based off of some of the um, polls and some of the you know the um, questions that we've asked on Instagram, uh, most most Sharks fans feel like it's been long overdue to move on from Bob Bugner. However, Joe Will has expressed that he's impressed with Bob Bugner. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I, it is what it is, but uh, his quotes are. I'm really pleased with what they've done this year because they've instilled or what they've instilled is a pathway to win through accountability. So um, that's coming from reports from Mercury News. So apparently Joe Will likes Bugner's style of holding players accountable. I wish we would do that for the coaching staff, but it is what it is, right? Um, but yeah, he says you can see the players kind of... Um, showing the results of this whole being held accountable for the performance in the last road trip. Uh, he quoted like their willingness to block shots, their willingness to come back to the zone and defend their willingness to play hard during, you know, the special teams uh, such as the penalty kill and protect the goaltender. I mean, that just sounds like a regular hockey team, right? I mean, that doesn't sound like, wow, like Bob Booner is doing such a great job of instilling this, this culture and system that they're playing hockey. 
but I don't know. That's just my take. Anyways, um, Joe Will says that they are all evaluated from management to players on what they do. Um, so I thought what was pretty interesting was um, he actually said, like, you know, um, we are going to the quote. And let me just quote him because I don't want to, like, start, you know, putting words in his mouth. But he says they're. Um, it goes from anywhere from players to coaches to management. So I thought that was pretty interesting, you know, given that Joe will is the acting GM. We haven't really heard anything from, um, you know, indicating that Wilson will be back, especially in time for the trade deadline. Right. I think that's a big, a big, um, like date to pay attention to because obviously if Doug Wilson isn't at the helm of, you know, the franchise to make these moves, it'll be interesting to see if Joe will decides to, you know, kind of take over the transactions side of the aspect as well. Um, you know, day-to-day operations is one thing, right. But potentially making moves that could change the team is, is a whole nother story. And for some of you Sharks fans out there who, for some reason or another, have been like lighting your torches and crying for the resonation of Doug Wilson, well, you know, it's not like we're hoping on this. The guy's health is obviously a factor of why he's not here in San Jose. And I wouldn't want this to be the way like Wilson would sort of step aside or, you know, go off to the sunset with his career at the Sharks. But again, as I mentioned earlier, the guy's just been inducted in the Hall of Fame. Like, he doesn't really have too much more to prove except perhaps winning a Stanley Cup as a general manager. He's obviously been to the final in 2016. Uh, the Pens got the best of the Sharks. No no need to really revisit that uh, moment in our history. But the point I'm trying to get at is, you know, could this potentially be one of those things where, hey, maybe... Maybe, you know, we might start to see, you know, Joe will maybe um, just absorb and take over that whole entire, um, you know, position in, in the front office. I'm just speculating here. And again, I'm not wishing um, anything like against Wilson, and especially right now while he's trying to recover. I think that'll be like very in bad taste. But what I'm trying to get at is. Uh, you know, a lot of Sharks fans have been waiting for like that real next wave, a brand new coach, a brand new general manager. And right now we're getting a little taste of what that's like. Not with Bugner, of course, but we're getting a taste of what it's like to have somebody else, you know, um, you know, being the one calling the shots. It's been Wilson since like 2003, right? So anyways, we'll see what comes of that. So uh, what he let me go back to the quotes that are provided by Mercury News uh, and a lot of so so what he's saying is that are they instilling com, competitive competition in the team this year? Pardon me, to a minute for me to spit that out. Uh, are we integrating young players? Are we drafting and developing young players and everything else? Then at the end of the day, have we taken it far enough to have that level of success that we expect and we'd like? And he continues that quote to say that goes anywhere from players to coaches and management. Again, kind of a generic statement, at least the way that's how I perceive it. Um, integrating young players, drafting and developing young players. Uh, that's what hockey clubs do. And whether or not 
that is necessarily an indication of Bog Bugner's, um, you know, impact on the team or Doug Wilson Jr.'s is pretty much uh, debatable, but I'm pretty sure uh, we all know the reason why we have such an impressive um, talent pool of prospects. And that's because of Dougie Jr. So again, I'm not too sure how this necessarily reflects uh, why Bob Bugner's performance is so impressive. But again, that's my take. If you ever want to share your opinion on how you feel about Bob Bugner, you can always join our podcast. We're doing this live right now. So we're live on Instagram, Twitch, Facebook, and um, YouTube. So you can either drop a comment in the chat. I'll try to get to it because we got a lot of cover for today. And otherwise, you know, visit our SpeakPipe. That's our podcast messaging service. I'll get the feed right here live. And um, you can find that at speakpipe, S-P-E-A-K-P-I-P-E.com forward slash Shark City Hockey. You have up to five minutes to give me your spiel. Uh, it could be as short as 15 seconds. I think that's pretty solid standard. Or as long as five minutes. Take as much time as you need. But again, speakpipe.com forward slash Shark City Hockey. That's how you can join the podcast live and get your voice out there into Sharks territory. Um, if you If that's too much to memorize, just visit our link tree slash shark city and scroll to the bottom podcast messages will take you right there all right so joe will also commented on um really quick a little sidebar he also commented on a possible return of the sharks two prospects since we just got them covering some of that right now uh william Eklund and thomas borderlow of course um however when <laughs> when he talked about uh borderlow and Eklund coming to the sharks it's more like late march or early april that's pretty much the end of the season right so um, how much of an impact it could have at the end of the season. Not too not too sure if it's going to necessarily affect the Sharks in the standings unless we can start playing some top-notch hockey and, uh, you know, close the gap between us and the final spot in the wild card in the Pacific Division, which is currently being held down by the Ducks. Um, since we're on that topic, the Sharks right now, having played 46 games, have earned 48 points with a 22, 20, and 4 record. And, um, you know, they're currently ranked seventh, just one spot above the NHL's new club, the Seattle Kraken. So, pardon the pun, and it's not necessarily the right team, but it's time for us to get cracking on this, you know, um, on our overall standings. Uh, I digress. Um, Eklund potentially finishing the season of the Sharks. I kind of seen that coming. I don't know why I'm not, you know, I'm not a genie and I'm not a, definitely not a prophet. Definitely not, um, you know, a fortune teller or Nostradamus, but I seen that kind of happening. Um, right now, Eklund is finishing up his season in Sweden with the potential to being selected to the world championships. Um, Bortolo is still a sophomore at Michigan. He has an option to turn pro. So if both of them are available, they may play like, the last couple of games until we'll see it'll be nice it'll be nice but really i mean obviously Bortolo is a whole different situation but really wish the sharks kept Eklund on the roster this year um, so let's get to the let's get to the bigger boys right let's get to the big boys tomas hurdle um so joe will commented on the potential of trading tomas hurdle or the club's interest and re-signing him. 
And I quote, this is from Mercury News. This is Joe Will here saying, we've talked about a lot of things. And the one thing we have in common is that Tomas loves being a shark. And we love having Tomas here. So now it's finding a way to have that happen through negotiation and talking about the next contract for him, which we have done. End quote. I could go on and continue to read some of the stuff that he's said. But the bottom line is, is that Joe Will says that they want to keep Tomas Hurdle here in San Jose. Um, so we'll continue with his own words. So you just get a feel of how our acting GM feels about our top centerman. Um, much like other teams in the league, he's a player that we want as part of our team. And we're going to do everything we can to try and make that happen. They don't have any interest in doing anything outside of just working on negotiations and signing him. So obviously Joe will isn't beating around the bush, being very direct saying our goal is to keep him here. Um, however, you know, he was asked if the sharks can't sign him, you know, will that necessarily start? Like, is that the legitimate, like starting point of what is seeming to be the impending rebuild in San Jose? And, uh, Joe will replied with not going to go down that path until that would occur. So right now our goal is to re-sign him. So that's super assuring. That's obviously good news in sharks territory. Because Tomas Hurdle is one of those guys, he's a franchise player, no matter where he's at. And yeah, earlier in the season, before it began, before training camps, he went on record to say that he wants to win now. He's not sure that the Sharks want him, and he's willing to take a pay cut to play with a championship team. I think that last quote is more so the focus of Sharks territory, at least fans, because, you know, a lot of the things could go back and forth, but what really matters is that Tomas Hurdle wants to win now. Uh, so he responded to Joe Will, which at least now he knows, right? The Sharks want him. That's what Joe Will said. Our goal is to resign him. And Hurdle responded about this uh, potential contract negotiations. Uh, and his quotes are, I'm not like saying anything 100% because nothing is ever 100%. I just say that this is my team now. When I'm playing and I'm doing all I can. We'll see what happens in four weeks or the rest of the year. I just want to focus on playing. And then he also went on to say that he thinks he did a pretty good job the last couple of years here in San Jose, proving he could be a top centerman in the league. And that it's nice to get a lengthy contract because you work hard for that moment. And he says, I quote, it's not often you get this point maybe once or twice in life and you just want to get what you deserve all right so Tomas Hurdle pretty much laid it down there if San Jose is going to offer him a contract it seems like it's going to be a multi-year multi-million dollar deal I already seen a lot of fans kind of reacting to that news on social media saying like hey let's try to keep him four or five years I'm thinking like you know six or seven it seems like he wants to have not just you know, um, the monetary value of what he feels like he's earned and what he's worth. But it seems like he wants, you know, longevity, stability. It makes sense. He's a father now, right? So, you know, we got a more mature Tomas Hurdle here who's seeming to be uh, willing to stay with the Sharks if they compensate him for what he's done and what he can continue to do for us. 
So that's going to be very interesting. Uh, the Sharks have 16 games left before the NHL trade deadline. That's on March 21st. And uh, Hurdle's an unrestricted free agent. So, you know, these next these next few weeks are going to be extremely interesting uh, to see what goes down with Hurdle and the Sharks. All right, so um, one of those 16 games is uh, tomorrow. Evander Kane is coming back for Valentine's Day. We've actually spoken. We've asked Sharks Territory to share what they feel about the Sharks coming back. Excuse me, Evander Kane coming back into Sharks Territory and coming back to the Shark Tank. And uh, I'm going to step. We're going to you know visit those um, comments that you all left. And once again, we're doing this live. If you want to give your take on how you feel about Evander Kane coming back to play at the Shark Tank, um, you know, speakpipe.com forward slash shark city hockey leave us your message still got some time all right so let's listen in on to what some of the fans in sharks territory feel about vander king's return in san jose honestly i'm more curious to see how we are going to treat him on the way back um, i'm curious to see if the fans are going to boo at all because i know there's some you know Kane fans here uh, is he going to get like a special video to remember the time here in San Jose with us? Is he going to get like a special announcement on the Jumbotron saying, welcome back, Kane? You know, like it's really, I'm really curious to see how we are the ones going to deal with it. Overall, me personally, it's going to be interesting, Sam, because like he, he is a good hockey player, but. As a person, it's a little questionable. But as a hockey player, pretty good. So I, I'll be more worried if he scores against us. All right, thank you. That was Tyler from Sharks Territory. You know, I'm right there with you, man. Um, it's kind of hard to differentiate Evander Kane, the player, from Evander Kane, the person. Um, a lot of people are kind of turned off by Evander Kane, the person. Understandably, with all these accusations that are just piling up one after the other, this whole season. But on the other hand, as Curtis Brown once said during um, a pregame show for Sharks pregame on NBC Sports California, when it comes to, you know, that position being on the wing, there's nobody better. Um, Evander Kane already just having played six games in the NHL. As a matter of fact, let me just make sure that's accurate. Yeah, he's only played six games this season. It's all been with the Edmonton Oilers, and he already has four points. He's averaging about almost 19 minutes of ice time a game, so he plays for almost a full period. And in terms of like you know his um, his contributions with the team, um, it's above 50 percent. Meaning, you know, um, in terms of like, um, they call it Corsi 4 at even strength. You know, this is when you're starting to get into like those, those real deep stats. But essentially, to break it down in layman's terms is the team controls the puck more often when, you know, when this player is on the ice. And in terms of their offensive zone, um, you know, that's at 61. So long story short is Evander Kane has 
the impact on the scoreboard, and he's having an impact when it comes to controlling the game whenever he's on the ice. Um, so we got some more. We got some more here to um, listen to, some more voices from Sharks Territory. So let's get into that really quick. And um, I believe this is right here, Maggie from Sharks Territory. Okay, so this is live, and uh, my apologies. We have a little bit of um, delay here on that audio. Let's see if we get that get rolling. I think him being at the Shark Tank, you know, it's going to bring back a lot of memories. That's his home. It's bittersweet. All right, I feel you on that one. Um, so for the record, you know, Evander Kane, he's from Vancouver, so he's actually kind of playing closer to home right now with the Edmonton Oilers, but nonetheless, you know, He's had some great memories here. He's talked about that, especially during the times with the jumbo years with Thornton. Uh, I believe Thornton, he went on to say in one of his um, pretty lengthy uh, exclusive interviews with TSN. It's like a two-part series, this whole hour, 30 minutes each. Um, he talked about how Joe Thornton was essentially like one of like the first players to reach out to him. So, you know, I feel like, you know, yeah, it's definitely going to be, you know, kind of kind of strange. Um, to kind of go back to like, um, you know, what our other, uh, what, uh, what other people are saying out there on social media, you know, I, I heard, I've seen and read some people like calling for him to be booed every time he touches the puck. Well, I see that unlikely because he was playing with the, with the Cuda. He played with the Barracuda in which he had the same result scoring and racking up points, um, you know, in, in a short amount of games that he's played with them. And, Again, um, you know, he was cheered. He was cheered for his performance. So despite all the noise that you hear from a bunch of random accounts that seem to pop out and talk about Sharks hockey only when specifically about bashing Evander Kane, a lot of them look like bots in my opinion. You know, most of the fans in Sharks territory don't really dive into the personal lives of the players and they generally care about the result that's being produced on the ice. Uh, not to say that if any of these, you know, accusations and stuff may be true, I'm not going to dive into that. Not to say that that's okay if they're a great hockey player, but I'm just saying, like, uh, most people were, you know, again, lighting those torches, the mob, uh, calling for this guy's career in San Jose to be over without there actually being, like, a full process in terms of, like, you know, trying to find out if these uh, claims have any kind of, um, like, if, if any legitimacy to them. Anyways, I move on. Let's uh, hear more from uh, fans in Sharks territory. Yo, this is your boy Oscar from San Jose. Man, as much as it sucks to see Vander Kane in a different uniform, I really hope this guy has a great freaking game, man. I hope he comes out and just lights it up on us just to really stick it to him for basically blackmailing him you know forcing him out you know which is i think is unfair you know but uh it is what it is man i'm hoping he does well i'm hoping he scores a goal or two i just hope he doesn't win <laughs> But no, on all seriousness, man, wishing him the best. 
but it's going to be fire on Monday. <laughs> you know, I could definitely resonate with that right there. Um, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of, um, a lot of controversy, a lot of baggage, as they say, comes with Evander Kane. And a lot of it is just noise when you really break it down. And there is an entire section of fans out there who feel like, you know, the league has it out for Evander Kane. I'll be honest with you. Um, there's that incident not too long ago, a couple of uh, seasons ago during the preseason when he got suspended for um, for some bogusness. And there is a point where like the, the NHL refs slam him to the ice. They literally like slammed him. It, it looked like one of those like horrible viral videos when, oh, you know, I'm not going to say that. That's going to be a little too controversial. I'll just stick to the point. You know, the officiating, the official crew, they, they are throwing him to the ice and then he gets suspended. He gets suspended. So, yeah, I mean, whether people want to acknowledge it or admit it or not, there is definitely a bias when it comes to Evander Kane. And whether or not that bias is just, uh, it stems from a couple of um, bad media pressers from early in his career or, you know, whatever the case may be with, you know, some of, you know, there's, there's just some people out there or reporters is probably a better way of saying it. That seem like they just have it out for this, this cat. So there's a part of me that, you know, I wouldn't be shocked to see if a Vander Kane lit it up. If he goes in there and just lights the team up. Just the other day, now this was this was yesterday, you know, the, the Oilers and the Sharks were in contention for that fifth spot. Now, there's hockey going on right now. There hasn't been hockey going on for for Team Till, but there's hockey going on right now in the NHL. So, you know, the Sharks have dropped in the rankings, as we mentioned earlier. They're now seventh overall, just a, a spot away from the Kraken. But uh, they're still in the hunt. There's still time. Um, so... It's interesting to say, I, I, I got to also resonate with our first uh, message from Tyler. You know, I want to know if the sharks are going to give him a video tribute. They should, they should. The guy has set records here when he was here. Obviously, most recently, Timo Meyer crushed that record with the first period goals. But up until then, Evander Kane had the fastest hat trick in sharks history. So he's done some good things with the sharks, but unfortunately a lot of it's overshadowed with all the uh, stories and all these narratives that have been going on on social media and, of course, you know, in mainstream media. And it just kind of over-empowers the success that he's had and his contributions to our team. Um, so, again, you know, Evander Kane, hopefully hopefully doesn't get scratched. <laughs> <laughs> right like all that build up for nothing kind of like the whole ordeal with like martin jones when he was supposed to come back to um san jose and then he ended up sitting on the bench right with with the crowd because for some reason at the shark tank the away goalies don't have a spot on their bench they have to go sit with the crowd um so hopefully he actually gets a skate um what i also thought was kind of intriguing i'm pretty sure it has nothing related but i thought it was interesting is that he wears number 91 now now the number ninety one in Sharks territory is uh, pretty synonymous with some of the uh, you know some of the things we have. Obviously, you know there's a club, and you know that's the circa right. That's the year we're established. So 
it's gonna be very very interesting to see this guy who was ousted um, from Sharks territory to come back wearing number ninety one. Um, little little side note, little sidebar. He's actually expecting a new baby with his um his model girlfriend. So congrats to him. He actually posted on Instagram or she did, and yeah. So he's expecting. He's going about. You know, he's already a father, and he's about to welcome another uh, baby into this world. And um, yeah, you know what? Speaking of uh, the Oilers too. So rumors came out as we wrap up this podcast. And thank you all for spending your time this Sunday to talk some Sharks hockey with us. Uh, apparently the Oilers had offered a trade for Martin Jones since we just spoke about him. If you were listening to some of our earlier episodes, you would know we've been following and we've been tracking this trade. Um, obviously it first started with Evander Kane going to Edmonton and then the word got out that Martin Jones was, um, you know, an attractive option for the Oilers who are trying to revamp their squad. And, um, yeah, Philly declined what was a fifth round, um, trade attempt by Edmonton in exchange for goaltender Martin Jones. So let's uh, continue to watch that because if the Sharks could kind of pick it up, start winning, you know, stringing together a couple of wins here. And, um, you know, they got almost practically the whole next month at home. So there's no reason why we can't, you know, um, string together some victories here and some more points, but it'll be very interesting to see how it goes down. It may come down to the Edmonton Oilers and the sounds of Sharks battling for that final wild card spot in the Western Conference. And we may have to try to outplay Martin Jones and Evander Kane, the two forces that were kind of ousted and blamed for some of the uh, turmoil until. And now they may potentially be uh, teammates very soon and have the opportunity to eliminate their old club. But guess what? It ain't going to happen. Still a firm believer that the Sharks can make it to the playoffs. Um, going back to Joe Will, he spoke of it as well. He quoted, you know, you assess the team as it goes along. And his quote was, where we are sitting in two weeks, where we're sitting in three weeks, they're about five weeks to a deadline in terms of, like, you know, making deals. So it gives us some time to see what we're doing. If we hang around, if we're in that playoff spot or in the playoff race, then we build and we adjust accordingly. If we're not, then we adjust accordingly. So it's going to be some interesting, interesting uh, couple of weeks coming up here in Sharks territory. Uh, thank you once again for spending some time with us here at Shark City Hockey. Don't forget to follow us across social media at Shark City Hockey. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We do Twitch live streaming. Of course, this podcast is being broadcasted live across Facebook, Twitch, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, don't forget, you could give us a message at speakpipe.com for slash Shark City Hockey. And of course, you could... F- Visit the webpage, find 24-7 music and hockey games all for free, www.sharkcityhockey.com. I'm Aaron James. Thank you all for joining me this afternoon. Let's go Sharks.